I've been given the signal to start the service. We've got a few more rolling in the back door there. Give them just a second to get in. It's, uh, it's actually interesting. It's a privilege to be here this morning. There's a lot of people that are under the weather and things like that. The fact that you are here, <laughs> appreciate that for a moment because you could be sick in bed like a lot of other people are. That being said, let's pray for those that aren't here because they're sick. I know my wife and my baby are not feeling too good and there's quite a few others that are under the weather. So let's lift them up this morning. We're going to open our service with Are You Washed in the Blood? So you want to rise and sing. Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you fully trusting in His grace this hour? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you washed in the blood, in the soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb? Are your garments spotless? Are they white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of a lamb? Are you walking daily by the Savior's side? Are you washed in the blood of the lamb? Do you rest each moment in the crucified? Are you washed in the blood of the lamb? Are you washed in the blood? In the soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb Are your garments spotless? Are they white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? When the bridegroom cometh, will your robes be white? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Will your soul be ready for the mansion's bright? And be washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you washed in the blood, in the soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb? Are your garments spotless, are they white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Lay aside the garments that are stained with sin, and be washed in the blood of the Lamb. There's a fountain flowing for the soul unclean. Oh, be washed in the blood of the Lamb. Are you washed in the blood, in the soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb? Are your garments spotless? Are they white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Or are you washed in the blood? In the soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb Are your garments spotless? Are they white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Amen. Give God the glory. So that question goes forth to you this morning. Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? If so, say hallelujah today. Hallelujah. Praise God. I just pray this morning, if you are not, that before you leave this place today, you'll choose to, to make that different. That you'll choose Christ and let that sin, put aside that sin stain as he says there. Take away those garments stained with sin and put on the righteousness of Jesus Christ. There is not a one of us that will ever get into heaven unless we're bathed with the righteousness of Christ. I pray that you know that this morning. One, that you know it intimately. Two, that you're sharing that if you do know it. But if you do not know that today, please give it somebody. Give it somebody this day and, 
and choose Christ. Choose life before it's too late. Amen? Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. As Chris said, there's a, there's a, a plethora of people that are ill today. That, I don't know if it's the, from the, all the oak pollen uh, or whatever it may be. There are so many sick babies and people everywhere uh, the last week. Uh, it is amazing. Annabelle never gets sick, and I had to take her to the doctor this week. Uh, just everybody's got this stuff. So just remember your neighbor and those around. And just if you haven't been sick, praise God for that. Amen? Father God, I just come before you this morning. Thank you that we can all gather in this place. And whether our physical bodies feel well or not, our spiritual body is whole in you if we know you as our Lord and Savior. So I pray this morning, God, that those of us who know you will sing out our hearts, sing out our praises, lift up your name. And if there's someone here that does not know you or that is watching this video or listening on the radio, God, I just pray that you touch them right now. Words uh, of, of encouragement, but words of strength, but words of conviction to let them know that you are the way. May they accept you before it's too late. May we, whether it be in a song or the sermon or a handshake, a hug, whatever it may be, May we go forth proclaiming you as Lord and Savior of our lives. God bless this time we've gathered. I pray that you pour out your Holy Spirit. May we leave here with our cup just running over, Lord God, to the point that wherever we go from this place, people will know they've been in the presence of Jesus Christ. Father, may they feel you and see you in us. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. It's good seeing everybody this morning. I praise the Lord for each one of you. Walk around a second, give somebody a hug, shake their hand. And tell them it's just good to see them in God's house this morning.
seats this morning. We do have quite a few announcements I want to touch on. Yeah, no, they're getting there. Quite a few announcements I want to touch on. First of all, let me just say thank you to everyone uh, for allowing me to, to go last week on our, our vacation. That's the first time I've been able to go that lo- far and that long with the, the grandbabies and my oldest son's family. And we just had an enjoyable time. It was nice knowing the church was in good hands. And I also knew that we were in your prayers. So it was, a, it was a blessed time. It was colder than I had expected it to be. However, as I shared with Stormy in the Sunday school earlier, uh, it was really nice. My grandchildren have never seen snow. So to see them with the, it was a fake fireplace. They had these electric looking, it was a horrible excuse of a fireplace, but still a fireplace. But with the kids, with their, their arms on the back of the couch, looking out a big pane glass window and snow falling and them just excited about it. It was a, it was a Rockwell moment. It was just a very picturesque thing to get to see the grandbabies that way. So I just, I had a great time and I appreciate you guys allowing, allowing us to take, do and, and travel that way and, and knowing it was in good hands with um, uh, Stormy and then my brother preaching and such. So praise the Lord. Thank you guys for that. Uh, few, few announcements here. Staff meeting is not next week. It's April 3rd. It's the following week, but we have a staff meeting coming up. It's rather important because we've missed the last one. Uh, coming up, so that's going to be April third. No church services this evening. The reason being, First Baptist Church Seguin is presenting their Passion Play in the city square uh, at seven fifteen, I believe it is. Let's see, yeah, seven fifteen is when it starts. So I was hoping to get you guys to gather up there, and maybe we can call each other. Hey, I'm at this corner, or I'm standing or sitting over here. I don't know how big the crowd will be. I haven't been to this before, but talking to the pastor there at First Baptist Seguin. He says that they have a great turnout, and by the way he's talking, I think it's going to be a really uh, inspirational presentation. So that, that's this evening at 7.15 at the square. So no services here, but at Seguin Square, First Baptist Seguin's going to be presenting the Passion Play. So I want to encourage you to go and be a part of that. Immediately following the service today is a Vacation Bible School meeting. Correct, Miss Carla, still? So very brief Vacation Bible School meeting for those that are working in or and or like to work in meeting get with Carla after the meeting after the service today um, there's a couple more things <clears throat> and I apologize for my voice I'm, I'm I'm through with it I think but I'm still in that last little bit of getting over this stuff a couple of new series I want to point out to you this is the warrior soul I don't know if you can see this book from back there by Jerry Boykin and Stu Weber some of the veterans may have heard or read of Stu Weber. Stu Weber was a Green Beret in Vietnam, Medal of Honor winner. Uh, got a lot of testimony there, but when he got out of Nam, he, he became a pastor. He's been pastoring for 30 years. Uh, incredible writer. But, but being the man that he is, a lot of his military uh, experience and illustrations. So this book, he says at the front, women obviously are allowed to read it. But it's more geared towards the men. And this is what we're going to be doing in our men's Bible study starting in two weeks, 6.30 on Wednesday mornings. It is an incredible book. Uh, the two authors, Stu Weber, Vietnam veteran, U.S. Army Green Beret, founding member of Good Shepherd Community Church. The other writer is Lieutenant General William Boykin, founder of Kingdom Warriors Ministry, Vice President of Family Research Council, and U.S. Deputy Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence under Pre- President George W. Bush. I've read, I'm, I'm a little over halfway through the book. I came across, hey, that looks interesting. 
and it immediately grabbed me. It's a very powerful book to the warrior's soul. God has called us to be warriors for Christ. I know there's a lot of people out there that today it says, well, you know, that's not politically correct. That's confrontational. We are to confront the dark forces in the name of Christ. And this is teaching uh, men that we were called to be, go out there and be men, if you will. And I, I know that may sound sexist and sound a, a little over the top, but if we, it really does. That's what we've been called to do. So this is our, our new book that we're going to be studying in our men's Bible study. Also, we kind of started today, but real start is next Sunday. In our Sunday school class, we've been talking about the game plan for discussing your Christian conviction, Tactics by Gregory Kukul. This is an apologetics book. It's going to teach you and I how to present apologetics, not in a brunt force way. I love the one of the ways he presents this is you can go out in combat and be brutal about it and lose people on both sides of a, of a physical confrontation in a combat, or you can do it tactfully, a tactical battle. And that's what he's teaching us to do, tactical battle. In other words, going out there and just asking questions like, uh, well, I don't believe, you know, when somebody says, I don't believe the Bible to be true. Oh, well, tell me what you mean by that. Teaching us how to get them to defeat themselves with their own conversation, per se. And, and it may sound difficult, but I've read this one now four times. Because I'm still, every time I read it, I glean a little bit more. There's a video we're going to be watching. He's going to actually be teaching it with the video, and then I'll be closing it up. We're starting that next Sunday. And I would suggest everybody to get one of these. I went to Family Christian Store since they're going out of business, thinking I'd go buy a bunch of these. And she says, as soon as they went on sale, somebody came in and bought every one of them. They're hard to find right now. But if you come, you don't have to have the book. Because I, I bought the rights to be able to print the manual as much as I want. So I can, I'm going to be handing out the manuals. That's real, probably holds at least 75% of the book within them. Book's good, but come to the study, watch the video, and regardless of who you are, you may say, well, I don't interact well ta- starting conversations, or I get angry too easily, or I, I don't have memory capabilities. I'm going to ask you if you would put all that to the side and just come and watch what this man has to say for the next few weeks going through this book, you'll be inspired. It, is, is, it will give you the ability to go out and actually share your, your, your message. Remember, we, we were not called to lead everyone to Christ. We were to go out to make disciples. You may to be there to plant the seed or to put the stone in the shoe just so they have to mull it over. And then the next one God uses. This gives you the tools to be able to do that. I, I like studying apologetics. I've studied apologetics for years. And I would say when Stormy's the one who first gave me this book, at first, when I first read it, I, I, I was absolutely astounded. In fact, not trying to sound arrogant, but a lot of it, I was like, gosh, that's me. That's what I believe. That's that. This is a, this is a good, solid book. So we'll be starting this next Sunday in Sunday school. So if you want to get the warrior soul, and you can't make it to men's Bible study, but you want to read it along with it, and then come back and say, hey, I read that chapter of the book. What would you think? That's this one by Stu Weber. And then Tactics by Gregory Kukul is our new Sunday school book. I know I know I do not normally present this many books from the pulpit, but they're both good, and we're both going, we're going to be starting both these studies here very soon. Uh, last but not least, very important. Um, and, and as I said in Sunday school, I contemplated not even bringing it up. However, I feel as though that it needs to be addressed. Most of you probably know that there's uh, some some civil things going on in the Lavernia School District right now. There are some accusations have been made, some arrests have been made. 
here's what I want to present to you guys. There are so many different stories floating around now, it's obvious that many of them cannot be true and maybe not any of them. Please don't get caught up in the rumor mongering. Even if somebody really sounds like they know what happened, you wasn't there. Unless you're talking to the victims or the perpetrators or the faculty, I would suggest not to pass that along. But what you can do is pray for them. Pray for both victims, the perpetrators, the faculty. Pray for these folks. But don't, don't make the, 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 the situation more convoluted by spreading things that you may come back to find were wrong. It, it, once you say it, you may learn later, oh, that was wrong. You may go try to fix it and say, you know, I was wrong. That's not true. But what happens is nobody hears you when you say, I was wrong. They all hear what you had to say that was, that was dirty, and, and, and that has spread like wildfire. And, and I'm saying this this morning. I pray nobody in here would ever do that. But as people, James said our mouths is our worst enemy. And I think with social media, and I'm not just blaming Facebook. Now there's so many others with, with uh, different kinds of medias out there. Social media has put an amplifier on our worst enemy, which is our mouth. And we're saying and doing all kinds of stuff and propagating ideas that are far from the truth. Don't, don't get caught up in that, guys. I would suggest if the Lavernia School District or the, the victims or whomever is involved crosses your mind, rather than speak about them, pray about them. Lift them up to the Lord. And I'm not trying to choose a side, this or that other. You know why? Because I don't know what happened either. I've been told several things and I got ideas, but I wasn't there. But my God was. So I'd rather just go to the Lord and say, God, whatever happened in this hazing situation, that you put your hand on everyone involved and may those around it walk with wisdom. And that's what I pray for us to do, guys. If you know anyone that was involved in this, walk with wisdom. Walk with wisdom. If you just go and get angry, you lose. God says it's okay to be angry, but don't let the sun set on your anger. In other words, deal with it. Take it to the Lord. And I, I don't mean to sound like I'm on a soapbox here, but let's not us get caught up in rumor mongering, guys. That's not of the Lord. If we're going to be accused of something about this, be accused of praying for these folks. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Bob, uh, Corey had scripture reading this morning, but he had to work this morning. So Bob's, uh, I asked Bob if he wanted to step in for me. He very willingly chose to. Yes. When? At what time? Evening or morning? Okay, so Tuesday evening at the city park, there's going to be a prayer service for the all that stuff that's going on in Lavernia. That kind of stuff's good to share. It's good to share. But here's the problem. If you go, guess what? There's going to be people there. What usually happens when there's people? Yeah. So be careful not to get caught up and make it a prayer service, not a gossip service. Not accusing anyone. It may not happen. However... Be on your guard. Pray for it to be a prayer service. That's Tuesday at the city park at 7 o'clock. Amen. Okay. Let me pray with you, brother. Father God, I just pray, that Lord, that you would just touch my brother right now. Thank you, God, that we can come together as brothers and sisters, but most of all, as family in your blood and your name. As we sang all ago, Lord, we're washed in the blood. My brother here has accepted you, has professed you, and has been standing up and speaking for you. God, may you bless him now as he's going to share with us your spirit through him. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, brother.
All right, so we're going to be Old Testament and New Testament today. So if, if you want to hit Second Peter, that's going to be the first one. And then Jeremiah will be the second one. And so for those of you that don't know, I started a new job a couple weeks ago. And um, it, I really like the job, but it seems a little overwhelming just starting off because as I was going through the office the second day and listening to some of the cases that people are working and everything, I'm just astonished by their knowledge. The things that they know, I'm just, I have a hard time picturing myself learning it all, but and then talking to them a little further and I'm thinking, okay, well, a lot of these people don't even have any kind of knowledge or background in the subject that we're learning. So if they can learn all of that with no background and no knowledge, then it shouldn't be, it'll be a challenge for me still, but I can do it, you know? So as I'm thinking about that and going through the office and it kind of crossed my mind this morning, if I'm gonna have a year and a half of training for this position and if I'm going to have to work as hard as I am for that position and to learn everything I need to know for that position, then it makes it made me wonder and think to myself, you know, how much time am I putting into knowing God? And here's I wanted to share with you today. Second um, Peter, we're going to be in chapter 3, verse 14 and 17. Uh, it says... And therefore, dear, dear friends, while you wait for these things, make every effort to be found at peace with him without spot or blemish. Also, regard the patience of our Lord as an opportunity for salvation, just as our dear brother Paul has written to you according to the wisdom given to him. He speaks about these things in all of his letters, which there are some matters that are hard to understand. The untaught and unstable twist them to their own destruction as they do with the rest of the scriptures. Therefore, dear friends, since you know this is an advance, be on your guard so that you are not led away by the error of lawless people and fall from your own stability, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. So one of the things that I wanted to point out there is the really simple idea of it says right there to grow in the grace and knowledge of God that's not a temporary thing it's not a temporary state for us we should continually be trying to strive to know God better if you flip over to Jeremiah um, it'll be chapter 9 verses 23 and 24 um, you'll you may wonder, okay, well, why should we as Christians be wanting to know God better aside from the obvious choice or from the obvious reasons of witnessing, of sharing Christ with others, of not being deceived by false arguments and stuff? This one lays out a very simple reason why. So it's Jeremiah chapter 9, verses 23 and 24. And it says, This is what the Lord says. The wise man must not boast in his wisdom, 
The strong man must not boast in his strength. The wealthy man must not boast in his, boast in his wealth. But the one who boasts should boast in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am Yahweh, showing faithful love, justice, and righteousness on the earth. For I delight in these things. This is the Lord's declaration. So, very simple reason why we should care about that. If we care about pleasing God, which we should as Christians, then it's our duty to get to know his word and get to know him better. And that's how we get to know him better, is by our scripture and by studying the scripture. So, my question for all of us, including myself today, is how hard do we strive to know God? And y'all pray with me. Lord, we thank you for today, and we thank you for giving us your word to get to know you better. And we just ask you, Lord, to give us all hearts that strive to know you better and that just strive to do your will and know your will. And we just ask you to be with us as we go through our day and just through this service. And we just ask you to bless the service to touch the lives that need touched. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let's sing this morning. Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I love to sing your praises. And I'm so glad you're in my life. And I'm so glad you came to save us. You came from heaven to earth to show the way. From the earth to the cross, my debt to pay. From the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky, Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I love to sing your praises. And I'm so glad you're in my life. And I'm so glad you came to save us. You came from heaven to earth to show the way From the earth to the cross, my debt to pay From the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky Lord, I lift your name on You came from heaven to earth to show the way From the earth to the cross, my debt to pay from the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky, Lord, I lift your name on high. And here comes another. My Jesus, my Savior, Lord, there is none like you in all of my days, and I want to praise the wonders of your might. 
bow down and the seas will roar at the sound of your name and I sing for joy at the work of your hand forever I'll love you forever I'll stand nothing compares to the promise I have in you my Jesus my Savior Lord there's none like you all of my days I want to praise the wonders of your mighty love Comfort my shelter, the tower of refuge and strength. Let every breath and all that I am never cease to worship you. Shout to the Lord, all the earth, let us sing. Power and majesty, praise to the King. Mountains bow down and the seas will roll at the sound of your name. And I sing for joy at the work of your hands. Forever I love you, forever I'll stand. Nothing compares to the promise I have. No, nothing compares to the promise I have. Nothing compares to the promise I have in you. stood before creation eternity in your hand you spoke the earth into motion my soul now to stand you stood before my failure 
carried the cross for my shame my sin weighed upon your shoulders my soul now to stand what could I say what could I do But offer this heart, oh God, completely to you. So I'll walk upon salvation, your spirit alive in me. Life to declare your promise, my soul now to stand. So, what could I say? And what could I do? But offer this heart, oh God. Completely to you. So what could I say? What could I do? But offer this heart, oh God. Completely to you. stand with arms high and heart abandoned in awe of the one who gave it all. I'll stand my soul, Lord, to you surrender all I am is yours. I'll stand with arms high and heart abandoned in all of the one who gave it all and I'll stand my soul Lord till you surrendered all I am is yours and I'll stand with arms high and heart abandoned, you know, the one who gave it all. And I'll stand, my soul, Lord, to you surrendered all I am is yours. And we say all I am is yours. What could I say? And what could I do? 
would offer this heart, oh God, completely to you. And what could I say? What could I do? Offer this heart, oh God, completely to you. God, we come this morning, Lord, offering our hearts to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can give God the glory. Amen. Don't, don't start that yet, Bob. Um, Bob gonna, was going to start a video, but as we were singing this morning, I, my mind's taking a different tangent uh, this morning. As, as we were just playing those songs and singing, my mind went, uh, if you've never been to camp, you might not recognize those. Some of those were old camp songs and closing this way. And God just kind of laid it on my heart. I, I just want to kind of give a testimony this morning that how blessed... And, I want to give my heart to the Lord. Everything I have is because of Jesus Christ. Amen? You know, I, I, I can sit and I can contemplate this morning. Sherry called me on the way to work. I mean, on the way to the church already later. Car won't start. That verses broke down again. And I had all this stuff going in my head. But then I got to thinking how blessed I am. God gives us cars. I have a house. I have a boat. I have a motorcycle. I have, I have all these things, material blessings I've been blessed with. Then I can think, I have a family. I have grandchildren that are laughing and loving, and, 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 and my family's coming over today for a birthday party, and I have all my family coming together. That's a huge blessing. But you know what? Even with all the material things, and even with all my, my family that's going to be there, and friends and such, and, and, and all the blessings God given me there, I have to say this morning, the greatest blessing I have is the fact that I could give my heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I can stand here this morning and say in the name of Jesus Christ that though I may not know everything that's going to happen on this side of glory, I know where I'm going to be when I go to the other side. That's my true blessing this morning. I praise God for what he's doing in my life, but even more so I praise what he's already done for my life. Amen? Praise God. And, and, you know, and, and I, it's kind of crossing my mind right now. Before we get to the sermon, I just want to take a second. If God's laid a testimony on you this morning, do you want to share, anybody out there want to share a testimony before we get started? Something God's done in you, and you just want to say, thank you, Jesus. I want to give you that moment. No one? Amen. Why not? Say it, and let it be recorded. Let the world know that Jesus Christ is alive. Okay. We have a couple of businesses in I never do my Amen. Yeah. 
God, you put us where you want me. But at the same time, the human side is, this is the perfect job. I want it. You know, everybody's happy here. Everything's good. Door closed. Windows shut. So it's been through a few interviews like that. And yeah, frustrated. You know that you're standing on God's word and saying, hey, this is, I want you where you want me. Well, I finally realized that maybe I'm at the job still because a fellow worker had a stroke and, there's, and she's wanting to walk. She can work some, but she wants to walk. So every break, I take her outside and I walk her. If I wasn't there, she might not have somebody walking. But it's still, it's learning it's his, not mine. Amen. And he's allowing you to be hands and feet to a woman that may not have had him any other way. It is a blessing to be able to be the hands and feet of Jesus when you get to minister. It may not always be where we want to be, <laughs> but one day those coins in heaven are going to shine. And God's going to say, thank you, my child. Well done, no good and faithful servant. Amen. Yes, ma'am. Um, mine is kind of on Wendy's side. Back in, I guess it was I was supposed to go on a mission trip to South Africa, and the United States broke out of war, and our mission trip got shut down. And I think it got shut down because I basically was out of the will of God because my family didn't want me to go. And I was, this is a mission trip, how can it be wrong? I'm going to do God's work. And um, God said, no, shut the door. Um, three months ago, four months ago, and my doctors walked in and said, we're going to Guatemala in June, and it's the doctor who did all my breast cancer surgery, and he looked straight at me, and I said, I want to go. I said, okay, pray about it. My entire trip has been funded, not by me, it's over $4,000 by that I work with, and that's only a God thing. And we had gotten our passports to go on our cruise, so all of that is in place. And God has opened the door in June to go on the mission trip. And it's been, it's been 12 years of me saying, you know, God, I don't want to do this. Why would you put this desire in my heart? We shut every door. And so it's all been good. Now you're prepared. Those 12 years got you where you need to be. And that's the thing, guys. Praise the Lord for that, too. Sometimes God's, God's things we want don't come in what the time we want. But if it's of God, it will come. And that's the peace that comes from knowing that. Praise God, and we'll be praying for you, too. When are you leaving out again? June. June 12th. June 12th. Amen. Right before camp. That was the other. It was like, okay, how's this going to work? Because it's little. And you're going to make it back just before camp? Well, well, it, there's like five days of food. Actually, we thought they were back to back. Just think how exciting you're going to be <laughs> with those kids. I just got back from Guatemala. Let me tell you. Hallelujah. Yes, sir? Yeah, I'm about to be 
No, I was just talking about uh, planting seeds like that. A similar thing happened to me. Actually, it just came to my mind last night. Uh, so I'm into racing. I don't know if any of you guys knew that or not. Um, the track that we raced at last night, which was my first kind of official race, finally after you know so many years of culmination, we the track we raced at last night. I was at like seven or eight years ago, and I had it in my mind that I wanted to race, and it took me eight years to get to the point where I can actually get on the track and do it. So, uh, I mean, racing in and of itself isn't all that you know spiritual or godly, I guess, but it's caused me in those eight years to network and minister with people and just take me out of my own element to be able to talk with people and stuff like that that I would never have talked to before. Amen. So it's it's, it's risky. Amen. This class right here will get you even where you can talk to them more. <laughs> yeah. And, and guys, racing is of the Lord if it's what your ministry puts you in. Those people need to hear Christ. And you get to have fun while you do it. Amen. Hallelujah. Give God glory. Glory. Hallelujah. Any other praises this morning? Don't worry about the clock or the time. If God's giving you a praise, we should lift it up. You know, as well as hearing those songs, I have to admit, I thought old camp, I went all the way back when I was a youth pastor, which was a long time ago, and, and, and was just thinking, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Actually, I'll tell you the thought that I was thinking of. I got an email. Actually, Sherry got a Facebook thing. I don't do Facebook. But it's from one of the girls that was in my youth group way back then. This has been a few months back. And she, here all these years later, she just said, uh, I wanted to thank, oh, and then last week, believe it or not, the young lady, I, I'm going to be frank and honest with you here, she lived across the street from us years and years ago, when I, back when I first committed myself back to church. Well, her, her, her daddy was gone a lot. Anyway, she was, she was always at my house following me around, everything I did. She was always about this big. Well, back then, it was like, oh, what's this little girl? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? And I'm like, oh, does she ever be quiet? You know, just follow me. No matter what I did, she followed me all around. And I, I would, you know, I'd answer her questions, talk to her, but I'd be thinking in the back of my mind, oh, this little girl needs to go home or something like that. <laughs> but then when we moved, I realized how much that girl had become kind of like my own. Well, after all these years... Guess who was in the same city we were at on vacation? <laughs> 30 years old with her own kids. And she we met them at CC's one day there to those that she could because she was Caleb's age and, and they could see each other, see each other's kids and all this stuff. And she said and and, and I just got this one's all a little bit because she said, You don't know how much you and Sherry meant to me those years. And and God brings that back together just to remind us. I think we are a testimony to others. Even if sometimes they might be irritating, if we just follow Christ, later on it comes back and she she just hugged us and said, I just want to thank you guys for being where you were at at that time. I had nothing to do with it. It was all God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Anybody else this morning? I do. Yes. <laughs> Except for you, Carol, you have a living. Well, you know, I I don't know if everybody knows. I mean, I'm going to do this for time, but I lost my husband of 20 years, six years ago, and I was blessed with three boys, and it's been a hard, hard six years. 
still. I just remember thinking, what am I going to do? I thought I was going to have to sell the land, sell everything, and move in with my mom. Because after working in the post office when I was born, I didn't have to work. So I was blessed with a really great GE job as machinist and traveled and did really well for us. And I kept, I just remember laying there going, what am I going to do?
loud noise and yelling and screaming and playing with the father of this little boy. They were 16 and 14 when he died. And she was like, seriously, did we have to have all that racket? For years, I remember telling her when we were on the phone, I said, Mom, I would never tell that man out there to fight and playing with his children. There are too many men not involved with their children's lives. Mm-hmm. And that is one thing that you know, I remember always telling her. And, and I guess my praise is, to this day, I feel so blessed. That, and I look back at so many things that's happened in these last six years that you don't understand. My, I found out also my husband had some experience during the time of the and stuff like that. Because he had heavy metal poisoning. Just to do a little healing. So it took me years to find out why I would lose him. Because I thought I was going to grow over him. And then it, it, years later, it just hit me. And he was dying anyway. He was dying anyway. I would have had maybe 10 years. I would have lost everything. Because he has when he did. Still had everything set up you know, for the company and everything else. So that was something that I used to think, what could be better for my children than their own father? I, I used to, because being ready to preach son, you know God has a hand in everything. I couldn't figure out why. You know, Chris Cordy, he just knows like that God exists. And he went the other way to church that God exists is what that happened. So, you know, I can pray for that. But then it was just one of those things where I can look at and know, God had it planned from the beginning of time to put that man in your life. And also knew that man was going to have money to face it. Don't let him suffer. Everything came together. Yes. God is good. Amen. It's such a blessing. Now I I don't have to struggle. Hallelujah. So anyways, that was my testimony. Hallelujah. No, that's awesome. Give God the glory. You only have one, Carol. Okay, I'm not going to interrupt you. So...
Yes, sir. David? Well, I just want to say I was glad to be here. And if you didn't have to hear your preaching, that'd be okay. But that's not why I came. <laughs> I got up this morning and I was watching Dr. David Jeremiah. Uh, part of his sermon was uh, Paul's writing where he says, nothing can keep you from the love of Christ. Not depth, uh, height, powers, principalities, whatever it may be. So I just figured even my laziness couldn't keep me from being here today. So I returned out and turned out. Hallelujah. Amen. Mr. Jeremiah a letter. Say, hey, you got one out. Amen. Yes, Wendy? It's just nice to see this, especially after you said you had to listen to it. Harvey's preaching was on your testimony staying in clenched teeth instead of speaking oh, yeah. it out. I haven't watched it yet, Stormy, but you know, we serve the same boss, obviously. <laughs> that, that wasn't what I planned on doing this morning. Uh, and in fact, Bob had the video set up and such, but you know, I, I just felt like as I was walking up here, God said, we need to have a testimonial morning. We need to hear what God's doing in other people's lives. You know, it's a testimony just to see Miss Thelma here Amen. this morning able to be with her. <laughs> Hey. Hallelujah. Yep. Hallelujah. You know, guys. I tell you guys, because every time I work, she's always looking for me and she's standing up holding on to the rail, walking down the hallway, and Hallelujah. ready to go. But uh, we had to hear her because they put an alarm on her, so that way she don't call us. Amen. Amen. You want to walk? We get so <laughs> Praise the Lord. Guys, this is what we should be doing. I'm not exactly sure what Stormy preached on the other day, but let me just say this. We, I think with the way society is today and the 24-hour news media and all the social medias and, and the ability to look at so much tragedy and ugly and, and heartache and pain and as you said, Carol, about people's marriages going south and just about everything on TV. Uh, the only time the TV ever came on last week was for, for a few minutes, and they yelled and screamed at each other for like 10 minutes on this show that Sherry's watching, and Caleb and I both looked at her and said, why? You know, why? You know I don't, we don't want to hear that, especially on vacation. We, we, we get so inundated with hostility and ugliness that we forget. We are on the victorious side, guys. God said, I came so that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Yes, this world is a, a scary place, but be of good cheer, for I have given you the victory through Christ Jesus. Folks, we've been given victory through the Lord Jesus Christ against the battles of the principalities of good and evil. He said, put on your armor daily and go out. He didn't say hide in the corner. Go out and make disciples and baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And every day in all parts of the world, I will be with you. You know what that means, guys? We should be testifying on a daily basis how good our Lord is. And praising His name for, for things that happened years ago. Julie wouldn't have known why that door was closed 12 years ago. Or Carol and her husband was taken years ago. And and, and the, the, what I was doing in little Carly's life when she was 10 years old, and now she's grown and has all these kids of her own, we may not know what's going on then, but if we know him then and know him later, we'll see the answers come to be. 
All mysteries shall be revealed unto us, either this side of the glory or the other. But God has a plan. And we should be telling others about that plan and sharing when that plan comes together. It, it, it was an honor to write Julie's recommendation letter because she's getting to go and share the gospel. It's an honor to hear how, how this man had Huntington's, didn't know it, but God knew it and went ahead and did it the, uh, what he thought was best there rather than suffering. There's so much that we don't know, but God does. And when we start sharing it one with another like this, God blessed me with a car. God blessed me with health. God blessed me with this. God blessed me with that. That's when each other comes together as a family. The one that's struggling can see that if God can heal him, God can heal me. If God can help them financially, God can help me financially. And vice versa. Share your testimonies, guys. Get out there and and, and share what God's doing. Did you have your hand up? Well, 
back in 88, he had a bad accident at work, but 16 years ago, it had gotten so bad, uh, he had a problem with his sciatic nerve, and uh, there were days he couldn't even get out of bed. He had to roll out of bed, get on his knees and inch his way up. I would have to lift his legs up to put him in his jeans. He couldn't even dress himself. He was so bad. Well, most of you know my grandson, Jaden. Well, his other grandfather is a pastor in San Antonio, and uh, he has the gift of healing through Jesus Christ. Well, when Jaden was six weeks old, we went to their church to have him dedicated to the Lord, and uh, he uh, tapes his sermons and stuff, and JJ was like four or five. He had to go to the restroom, so I took him and came back. Well, I didn't want to get up front in front of the camera again, so I sat in the back, so he didn't see me. Um, he pastors a non-denominational church, but it's more on the side of a Pentecostal kind of thing. Um, anyway, uh, when the invitation came, Ted went forward and it dawned on me, you know, I'd forgotten about his grandfather having this gift. And uh, so I was praying, you know, I thought, well, you know, I know why Ted's went up. And I said, Lord, if, if he really truly has this gift from you, then let Ted fall out with healing uh, from you. Because I said, Ted doesn't believe in this, you know, stuff like the Pentecostal, you know. And uh, anyway, uh, the pastor prayed over him, and he did. He, he fell to his knees. And uh, when it was over, the pastor uh, helped him up. He said, what is it you haven't been able to do for the last 12 years? And Ted says, I haven't been able to bend over and touch my toes. Ted bent over, touched his toes. He was doing jumping jacks. I know it all sounds like a TV show, but it, unless you've been there, I, I still get goosebumps. It's hard to believe. But he was running up and down the aisle. He ran up on the, the stage. The pastor had him come up there. Through, the pastor threw his cane away. I, I, I still, I, I'm in such awe of what God did. The thing is, he didn't believe in the things. No, he didn't believe the things. In he believed in God and the healing. It's your faith that makes you whole. Exactly. Amen. I'm not saying that this gentleman doesn't have the healing hands, but Ted's faith in those hands, in the power yes. of God through those hands, made him whole. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know you guys squeamish when you said Pentecostal. It's okay. Well, I was brought up so I know some people don't believe in that stuff, but I do. Amen. Well, hallelujah. Well, guys, I uh, these testimonies this morning are, are testimonies of what the powers of God can do, from, from supplying cars to getting Ted's help and sending uh, Julie on mission trips and all the many other financial, physical, relational different things that God can do. God has his hands on everything. On everything. And we need to hear these. I'm not sure why God had me do this this morning. Uh, the great thing is it's not my pulpit. It, though I worked on a sermon, it's not about me preaching that sermon. It's about doing what God called me to do. Amen. Therefore, if testimonies is what we were supposed to do, then this is what we needed. Now, I pray you leave this morning not say, well, we didn't have church today. We had church. Amen. If for no other reason, if you have to have the preaching, Bob did a really good job. Yes, So everything's been covered already. So go out of here today and know that God is in charge. But before we leave, I'm going to ask Chris to come up too. I always said I would never close a prayer service, any service, without making sure to issue this one point. 
Jesus said he came so that you may have glory. But to have that glory, you must believe. He said, anyone who believes in me shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Folks, if there's someone here this morning, if you're here and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, it's simple to say, it's hard to do, but listen to what he said. Believe in your heart that I am the Son of God. Profess it with your mouth. Believe that he arose on that third day. And so shall you be saved. He defeated death, hell, and the grave. And when he arose, he proved that he was an exempt that he was. He said, if you look upon me, you see the Father. If you want to believe in Jesus Christ today, all you have to do, you don't have to say a special prayer. I have no pixie dust to throw out there on you. You give your heart to Christ. Hey, Father, I am a sinner. I realize who I am. But I also realize I can take that sin-stained garment and be washed in your blood. And though I still am not anything, for, for none are righteous, no, not one, but I can be in your righteousness. And when we are in Christ, Paul says, it, to be with be, to be in breathing is to be with is, is great, but to be with past is to be with Christ. We are with him on both sides. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. But on this side, to be walking is still gain. We are with his presence, doing his will. Going where he tells us to go. Like Wendy said, helping others. Walk. Maybe it's just to help someone who's ill walk. Maybe it's praying for one another. Maybe it's buying a car like somebody did for Sarah. The people who put the money in Julie's account. Julie's going, but you know what? Those others are just as blessed. God's going to bless them for their giving. We needed to hear all this, and God's going to speak to you if you'll listen this morning. If you're here and you do know Christ, take these testimonies and go out and multiply them. Share your testimony with others. Encourage others to share their testimony with you. And then you might see, hey, I need to share the gospel. Let's all stand. I'm going to ask Chris to play, and I'm going to lead us in a word of prayer. If God's speaking to you today and you don't know Jesus Christ, you're going to say, you're this moment. This is the time. Don't say, well, I'm going to wait until a more traditional church service. Wait till the passion play tonight in Seguin. Or I'm going to, God's not promised us another breath. Now, I'm not trying to scare people into things, but why put off what you need to do now? Ted? We serve a mighty God, and I have testimonies I can say to that too. If there's anybody here trying to brush off the testimony of Ian Ted, I have one that's pretty pretty powerful too. You may be able to brush it off. They can't. I can't. We serve a mighty God. I'll leave it at that, but share your testimonies one with another. I'm going to pray for us. If God's speaking to you today, maybe he's telling you to, to, to come to this altar and pray for someone else. Maybe he's telling you to go to a brother and sister, lay hands upon them and pray, or maybe he's just saying his name. But do what God's telling you to do before you leave out of here this morning. I know we have a meeting, and uh, and my wife's probably already telling me we got this party. God's time is God's time. Do what God's calling you to do this morning. Amen? As, yes. For everybody to go ahead and come forward. 
I would like everybody to, to come right down here. Let's lock shoulders. Let's wrap arms around everybody. Amen. Amen. Step out of the aisles this morning. And if you don't know Christ, come to me. Speak it. Say it. But come on down. Let's just have a, a group prayer. Amen, Chris. That's a good idea. The words will be on the screen, or you can pray. You can pray to yourself quietly, or you can pray out loud. But let God's will be done this morning. As a church. My Jesus, my Savior, Lord, there is none like you. In all of my days, I want to praise the wonders of your mighty love. My comfort, my shelter, tower of refuge and strength, let every breath in all that I am and never cease to worship you shout to the Lord all the earth let us sing power and majesty praise to the King mountains bow down and the seas will roar at the sound of your name And I sing for joy at the work of your hands Forever I'll love you, forever I'll stand Nothing compares to the promise I have in you but there's a lot that's not here kind of like David pointed out they just couldn't roll out of bed this morning or something remember to pray for them and let them know when you see them hey we came together as a family a family in the blood of Jesus Christ amen look to your brother or your sister look to somebody beside you and say I love Jesus hallelujah hallelujah now I'm going to ask you to commit to something don't do it unless you believe it Turn to a person so you can remember who they are next to you. Some say, I'm going to pray for you at least once this week. <laughs> Amen. Now, if you said it, if you said it, it's a lie if you don't do it. Pray, pray for your brothers and sisters in Christ. Share the testimonies of Christ. And guys, take Christ with you everywhere you go. Amen? Let me pray over you guys and we'll be dismissed. Father God, I thank you for this opportunity this morning. God, it's, uh, I don't know, it's been a long time since I've been a part of this kind of service this morning, but it's your service. It's your people, your grace, your mercy, your spirit. May your spirit abound within us this day. May we leave this place after our Vacation Bible School meeting and be able to proclaim to everyone we come in contact with, you are God. Lord of lords, King of kings, mightier than all. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Amen, guys. Hallelujah. God bless you.